Hello, and welcome to Shakespeare, the official Lionface Productions podcast where we talk about Shakespeare. My name is Chase, your mostly quiet producer. Today, we take a look at one of our deepest cuts of the bard yet, Troilus and Cressida. If you live in Northwest Ohio and would like to get involved with our organization, be it to act, direct, or anything else theater-related, please reach out to us at facebook.com slash lionfaceproductions. And now, on with the show. Eleven hour day at work. Eleven hour day at work. Yep. Eleven hour day of extra uh, extra people. This is our first podcast since you started working with me. Yeah, no, I think the last time we recorded was my last night at my old job. It was because we we actually we actually somehow magically skipped over recording during the month of April. Yeah. Because we managed to record twice in March. We recorded three times because we also had the April first one. Yeah. Yes. So, but that, but that was, yeah, that was there also was a in March. Lot, yeah, and there, then was there was a nothing, lot. So I kind of missed you guys a lot. I did. I actually, even though yeah, I see I, Chase every day, I like him a lot better with beer. But I no, yeah. Oh, I, you killed I, that girl. Yeah, nice. You, I've I've only seen you like once since the last time we recorded. And that was my kid's birthday. It was a very good birthday. It was. My, my children was. went home chock full of sugar, and, and probably. I, like wound up and also exhausted at the and same the, time. And the best part about it is that I had to go to the Village Players Theater. To so run Chris their... had to deal with the <laughs> yeah. bullshit. Yeah. I had to run their closing night of uh, Cyrano. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was really hard actually getting Michael and Jamie out of there. Yeah, they just like they, safely. They love is without murdering things so much. Well, my child is delightful. Uh, she obviously gets that from her mother, mm-hmm. and not from me. Mm-hmm. And how? Um, yeah. So yeah, she. Uh, fuck. Our kids are five. I know. Well, our old. You know, your oldest, my only, because I'm not having any more of those. <laughs> uh, speaking as someone who has two children, I'm gonna say brava. Yeah. Uh, we we had a we had a moment. Like there was like. After Izzy was born, it was like two years of like, no, never, no, this is not, fuck this shit, no. Then Jamie came along and you guys, well, maybe. Well, no, no. uh, Maybe fever. No, at one point, no, it was before Jamie. It was like, I don't know, it was after a couple years and Hannah was like, maybe. And I'm like, well, it's up to you because she had a terrible pregnancy. Like she had a whole bunch of bullshit, and yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was hard. And well, she and hated being pregnant, and like to be loathed. To, to be fair, I also did not really appreciate being pregnant. Yeah, uh, um, I don't. I don't believe there's a woman in the world who's like, yeah, it was such a magic. There thing. are though. There and are. That's the shitty thing. Like that's that's the because crazy the oxa the oxa the oxa. Tin that comes that the oxytocin, hormone. yeah, yeah the, the it hormones wipes out your memory, and you're like, oh, I don't remember giving birth. I don't because I didn't give birth to anybody. I've never done that. Yes, your children were from their mother's womb in <laughs> timely. Room. No, it was timely. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was right on time. It was on schedule. It took less than thirty minutes, so it was. I'm going to say that was right. That was very timely. Yeah, Hannah's uh, Hannah gave birth the I guess the old fashioned way. She took what thirty hours? I don't no, know. No, it wasn't that long. No, um Izzy was like super late. Like a week. Yeah. Like Izzy didn't want to come out. She was like, nah, it's cool here. I like it. I got my own pad. <laughs> it's warm and cozy. I don't want to go And out. didn't want to come out. And then like There was no value statement for her to come out into the world. No, we, had, we had like 
Eventually, I got to the point where it was like a banker joke. That's a really good. Uh, that's a that's really a, good Citizens Bank joke. Okay. Whatever. It's, 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 whatever. It's, it's a sales it's joke. joke. It's yeah, just a okay. sales joke. But yeah, so it's like the doctor's like, okay, well, we're gonna tell this kid it's time to come out. So why don't you come in this day and we'll give you some drugs and like the baby will show up. See, they said the same thing to me. They were like, it's time to get that child out. Why don't you show up? We'll give you some drugs and that child will come out. Uh, no, child did, Michael was like, no. No, well, Michael's like, do I come out your rib cage? <laughs> <laughs> well, both of my kids tried to come out, like, my side. <laughs> <laughs> they did come out your front. <laughs> well, it, it's only like six inches above where your child came out. Yeah, but like the doctors had to make their own hole. <laughs> right. Well, James, James was head down, so I was real hopeful. Um, I don't know why I was hopeful now that I listen to everybody else <laughs> talking about it. But I, I was like, ah, I gotta do this. So I was real hopeful, but he decided he was gonna come out like under my belly button, but not quite where he needed to be. In and, terrible aim. Yeah, terrible, terrible aim. Whereas Michael was uh, folded in half and laying sideways. Like, he was like trying to do like yeah. a triple Lutz or something. Yeah, and nobody told me when I married into the Roars clan that they have 10 pound babies, period. <laughs> um, God, my, Izzy was gigantic. She was 9 pounds, 4 ounces. She was a cannibal. Ha! Yeah, ha. yeah, okay, but imagine squeezing that out of your vagina. I didn't have to. They couldn't even, <laughs> they couldn't even turn Michael. Like, she's like, well, maybe he was too we big. Can, yeah, maybe we can turn him so that he'll fit. And, and she, like, did three presses. She's like, that child? No. <laughs> <laughs> can you come in on, can you come in on Friday? And I'm like, well, I think my parents are going to want to be here, so can we do it Monday? Yeah, I have time Monday. <laughs> so it was literally, like, scheduling appointment at the bank or something. Yeah, yeah, and a, then we're going to have this baby now. Yeah, so I, um, yeah, that's how he, we knew we knew that we needed to watch like the night before. We knew that we were going to be our last date of not being parents. So I think we laid on the couch and watched uh, the Riz's Man with the Iron Fists. Or remember Riz? I made that kung fu movie. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we laid awake watching like all of these bad kung the, fu the movies. The Riz's Kung Fu movie. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Uh, so that was our last night, and then they just took the kid. So. Well, I mean, come as on. Much how, as much as the natural how, way, I'm going to tell you what. I like my way of getting babies. Um, it did yeah. not hurt, and no one's face has been out. They, no. they gave Hannah an epidural at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, I was vaguely conscious at that point. Because we'd been at the hospital at that point for like 12 hours or something ridiculous. And they screwed up her epidural. Are you ready? Because it's like, it's supposed yes. to like numb everything, like waist down. But hers didn't. It just made it so like her legs couldn't move and stuff. See, that's always. <laughs> but there was no numbing. Yeah, they tell you that's. They they told me that that like well because what they do for a C section is pretty much the same thing. It's a spinal block, so it's a little higher. But like, well, it has the same risk as an epidural. It could just immobilize you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, they didn't tell her that it could just be like, yeah, you just won't be able to move. There's nothing quite like. I had to hold one of her legs while she was. Doing the whole giving birth thing. And the doctor was like, look, Dad. And I'm like, nope. And I know I did. I saw it. Was it amazing? No. <laughs> you ever seen that part in the movie Aliens? Where he's laying on the table. Well, Alien. He's laying on the table and all of a sudden pff, the thing, you know, yeah. the, yeah. It's you like know what? That, Alien but also with had, a vagina. Alien also has, uh, in, in its series, it has my favorite example of a C-section 
which is in Prometheus, where she climbs in that thing. I have your copy of Prometheus. Okay. I still haven't watched That's it. That's okay, I'm good. <laughs> they rip an alien out of her tummy that way. Um, and, uh... Ooh, so, Troilus and Cressida. Yeah, let's talk about what we're actually here for instead of a... Uh, 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 seven minutes and 40 seven, seconds of... Almost of damn near eight minutes talk. of a birthing blog. So, that is... <laughs> that is one dad's take and one mom's take on birthing. Um, no, like, being part of the experience was great, but... Chris like, looked on the other side of the curtain. Yeah, it just keeps going. Chris, look, you can cut it out. I don't give a Yeah, you can yeah, edit, no, no. edit Chris, it down, Greenlee. Chris, I don't give a Chris shit. Chris looked on the other side of the curtain, and I remember his face just kind of blanched, and then he looked back, and I thought something was wrong. Well, it was because they, like, gutted you like a fish yeah, and blew the baby out. My outsides were out. My insides <laughs> were out. Your insides were out. Yeah, your, insale, your insides, your entrails became your extrails. <laughs> I asked him about it later. He goes, I... He fonged you. I was really excited, and I I looked, and I won't with the next one. <laughs> like, he did. He watched more with the next one, because he was like, is Jamie here? He, he was stupid excited for the second kid. No, but your guts were. My guts. Yeah, your, your entrails became your extrails. Well, that's a quote. All right, so... Let's get on. So, yeah, uh... Troilus, Troilus and Cressida is what we're doing. Hey, uh, uh, On the Shakespeare... Podcast. Hey, who are these two people that have been talking this whole time? My name is Beth Roars. I'm Ryan Halfhill, and we have with us Cassie Greenley and Chase Greenley. And uh, Cassie and Chase are married and yet have no children, so we've actually just scared them away from having children. No, 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 <laughs> no. I do not think that that's going to scare them away. So I have more stories if you'd like to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> No, I want to play with a baby Greenlee. It's a thing I want. Very badly. So. I want to play with a toddler Greenlee. I'm not a baby person, but when That's they can fair. start moving around and like doing shit... He likes there to be only one baby in the room and he wants it to be him. <laughs> nah, if I'm, if I'm anywhere with my wife, she's the baby. Oh. <laughs> so, Troilus and Cressida is what we're going to talk about tonight, and I've got to tell you... This I don't even have a stretch to get to to make this first conversation match the Troilus and Cressida because I... Oh, wait, I do. This do? Okay, wait, okay, okay, let's hear yeah, this stretch right, segue. Yeah. Stretch segue. So, neither one of you is fortunate enough to have a rich baby, and neither is this play. <laughs> oh, oh, stretch segue from Cassie! No rich baby. Although there are no rich babies. No, there there's, are. No, there's no baby. But there's royalty. We do have royalty. And there's banging. And there is straight fucking. I know. All right. I know you've you've been wanting to say that since we were at the beer store. Well, yeah, because I mean, we have our beer competition this week, each week, and uh, the reason that I have the beer that I have tonight is uh, looking through the beer store. And actually, the beer store we go to, uh, the Express Stop, actually, they've changed their name, and I'm not sure exactly what it says on the sign anymore, but it's it's on Haskins and Bowling Green. They and have wicked best beer selection. Oh, they have, they have an amazing beer selection. Absolutely, and, and good service, too. I yeah. love the guy. Hey, hey, guy. I, don't, I know you don't listen, but... He does hey. listen. He does? Oh, cool. Yeah, Hi, actually, actually, I think they both might listen, but there's two guys that are generally there, it seems yeah. like, every time we stop in to buy beer for the podcast. Which is always at the same time. And, like, I usually beat Beth there by, like, five minutes. It's true. <laughs> um, and I'm in there, and, you know, I say hi to the guy behind the counter, who's always the guy behind the counter, and I walk around the corner, and there's the other guy down by the, the coolers, and he's like, so is there a theme tonight? <laughs> First words out of his mouth to me as I'm walking in, and I'm like, 
I'm like, okay, so could you imagine where somebody took a rom-com Ooh. and then... Ooh. <laughs> and like then, the worst written rom-com and of then, all time. Then, then, Take the com out of it. And then fucked it up by shoehorning it into the Trojan War. Or could you imagine a case where somebody took a, the Trojan War story and tried to shove... Sure. Some sort of romantic through line with a character that nobody gives a shit about. Well, see, and I'll, that, that isn't that's, Helen that's, of Troy. That's actually that where Helen of Troy. That's actually where I argue. I believe that the rom com came first, and then the Trojan War story came in after the fact. We'll have there's to a get few. To it. Th- there's a few things when they talk about the the folio printings and the quarto printings that lead. Uh, lead us to believe that Ryan did his research today. He did. I, I did. Well, because I think this is going to be our moderator. Okay, because I've been reading Shakespeare for twenty-five-ish years. I'm in my mid-late thirties. I've been reading since before I was a teenager. I've been reading Shakespeare. Late thirties. Mid-late. Uh, <laughs> not late thirties yet. I'm not thirty-eight. That's late thirties. Um, but and I and I've been performing Shakespeare for over twenty years, and I have read this play maybe before we set out to do this particular episode of the podcast. I've read Trolls and Cressa maybe twice, and I have never seen it performed. So I had to do my research on this one because this is like we're digging deep in the apocrypha here. Mm-hmm. Well, like we are now, we are going balls deep in the apocrypha I see, I to pull Trillas and Cressida out. I feel like this isn't balls it's, deep. No, it's balls deep. This is Timon of Athens deep in the apocrypha. Well, a gentleman's definition of deep may not be the lady's definition of deep. This is this is one of the problem plays. Well, no, if a man's balls deep, he's balls deep. It doesn't matter how long he is. Well, maybe. <laughs> all right, maybe. It, <laughs> It's not that deep to the lady. That, that's, that's fair. That's um, fair. But, the, I mean, this is one of the problem plays. But it, and it, it's, it is rarely produced, but it's not like, I don't know, I can think of other ones. There's an entire that, century where no one performed this. It's true. In the 1700s, 1800s, no one performed Literally, this. no one performed Troilus and Cressida for a hundred years. But it is now getting more traction. Well, because, because it is it reads very modern compared to a lot of other Shakespeare's plays. The themes that it deals with, the themes and everything like that. Also, you pretty much have sex on stage, so the entire time between the Restoration and the Victorian era, of course they're not putting it up. It's well, yeah, no, a yeah, live yeah. sex act that happens in the middle of it. Well, yeah, because Troilus and Cressida go off to bang at one point. They start... Well, no, well, he shows, him, he shows him to a room and... The... Her uncle just, like... I hate him. Do I hate it. him well, so much. Oh yeah, no. I'm sorry. Does Pandarus pander too much for you? Pandarus is a he's a motherfucker. I uh, wanted to stab him in the heart the I'm excited. entire time. I'm excited. I don't. But this actually does have one of my favorite fools rediscovered because of having to read this. So yeah. So we can get to that as well. Um, but yeah. Uh, Maybe we should start at the beginning. Let's let's start at the beginning. We'll start with the prologue, where Captain Exposition. Literally Captain Exposition. Like, it's a soldier who shows up <laughs> and explains the entire reason as to why the Trojan War began. And if you don't know that, seriously, go fucking find a history book. Like, pause the podcast. Go find a fucking history book 
and read about the Trojan War because I assume you're in a at least a teenager, and if you don't know how the Trojan War started by the time you're a teenager, then you need to... Well, I'm going to assume that most people who bother to listen to a Shakespeare podcast can understand certain illusionary texts, like the Trojan War. Well, I mean, well, I mean everybody everybody but, knows but yes, what so the, the Iliad and the Odyssey are by the time they're in high school. I've uh, read them both. Well, so have I. I own... Like leather bound and copies of them. I you know, any leather bound books. <laughs> my my apartment smells of rich mahogany. Any <laughs> <laughs> my apartment looks of rich mahogany. <laughs> yes, yes. The apartment we're recording in looks of rich mahogany. It's varnished. Um, but yeah, literally, Captain Exposition comes out and is like, "Hey, this is the Trojan War, and this is how it started, and it's been going on for seven years." But we're not going to deal with that. Let's well, just... fuck, fuck that. We're going to deal with a guy named Troilus. Kinda. He doesn't even does he even bring up Troilus to begin with? No, no, he doesn't. Like he just like this is the story. But Troilus shows up right at the beginning. So basically, we get to skip like a decade. Of we the have Trojan to skip War. basically a decade of the Trojan Which, War. If you've read the Iliad, you really wanted to skip the first decade of that book anyway, because that's a lot of Ulysses walking around beating slaves with us. Well, Ulysses or Odysseus, depending on how you. I've always preferred the name Odysseus. Right, but I'm a Latin student. Yeah, so but I prefer the Greek. Anyway. Okay, we're not going to fight over that. That's done. So, yeah, so we... <laughs> in this play, he's Ulysses. Yes, in this play, he's Ulysses. Um, so he's basically... We've got there, Troilus some... and we've got Pandarus. We've got Troilus and Pandarus. And Troilus has gone on and on about Cressida, who he's in love with, right. who is Pandarus's niece. And yes. Pandarus is like, I can and totally Tro- Cre- bring you her. Cressida's, Cressida's dad, so that we have this little bit of backstory, Cressida's dad, Calchas, has defected from the Trojans and joined the Greeks. Yes. Sometime during the Trojan War. Realistically, I would have too. Why? You were in an impregnable fortress that has lasted seven years. And obviously, but the any of, fortress that can last a siege of seven years, you're fine. We're going to put a thumbtack onto the cause of right inside the uh, Trojan War. Well, no, I'm not saying that the Trojans were right. I'm just saying that, come on, you've lasted seven years in a fucking full-on siege. You're fine if you're Troy. But they weren't. So Well, no, because they fucked <laughs> it up. <laughs> so, he, yeah, Pandrus is like, don't, don't worry. You love Cressida? I can bring you Cressida. And Troilus is so sick with love for Cressida that he can't even fight the Greeks. He's no. so in love with Cressida. Which which mirrors... He can't, he can't even fight the Greeks. Which will later get compared to Achilles, who yes. is also unable to muster up enough wherewithal to go and fight Well, it's not that he can't muster up enough, enough he doesn't wherewithal. Want to. No, Achilles, Achilles made a vow that he would not fight the, the Trojans. Well, then he shouldn't be there. He and his mermaid men should go home. Mermaidens. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> but anyway, we have is... Troilus and Pandarus, and Pandarus is going to go bring Cressida there. Right. Well, and, and Pandarus, so... Pandarus, Troilus is like, I'm so in love with her, and, and Pandarus keeps going like, oh yeah, she's so great, and he keeps extolling her virtues, and, and Troilus just keeps getting more and more upset with him. Like, seriously, I already told you, I'm so in love, I can't even fight the fucking Greeks. And, and you just, just shut up! I know, I know how great she so, is. So, Pandarus is the most obnoxious. I hate him match. so much. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he is so obnoxious as a matchmaker. Because the next scene, he's just no. He's obnoxious as a person. Well, we're still, we're still, we're still in scene one because okay. we have to find out that Aeneas from Aeneas, like yes, Troilus is super pissed off at Pandarus. Pandarus is the worst 
matchmaker, he should watch uh, fucking... So I like having Aeneas, by the way, in this. Just a little bit of tidbit. So the Odyssey with Odysseus. The Roman version is the, the is Aeneid. the Aeneid yeah. or the Aeneas. Um, because Aeneas is almost nobody who sneaks out of Troy out the back door. Yep. <laughs> and brings Trojan civilization to Italy and forms Rome. Yes, because Rome Rome is descended of Troy. And Aeneas the, is yeah. the son of Venus, so um, Demi- yeah. demigod, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, heritage. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because Achilles is also demigod. Yeah, sure. yes, yeah, exactly. If you know, unless you're watching the movie Troy, where they remove all the mythology from it, and it's just about fighting and the skirts and skirts, Brad Pitt in the skirt and the skirt. Eric Bana in the skirt. Yeah, Banga. Um, but yeah, Aeneas shows up, tells them that Menelaus and Paris had fought. Menelaus wounds Paris. So then Troilus is like, well, I'm too sick with love to fight the Greeks, but since Menelaus stabbed my brother, I guess I gotta fight the Greeks. And that's the end of scene one. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to Cressida. Yes, because her, her manservant, Alexander. So this reads to me, okay, so there's... What, Cressida comes in and... and all of a sudden comes the parade of uh, hot dudes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a parade of hot dudes, and Panders plays the sassy the sassy friend pointing out, like, hot dudes. And every one of them is like, oh, here comes Hector. And Cressida's like, oh, yeah, I like him in his short skirt. And he's like, no, 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 watch for my boy Troilus, he's hotter. <laughs> And then next next one Charles comes through. being the youngest brother of yeah. Hector. Next one comes through Paris. Oh, he's so a dreamy uncle. No, 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 no. Wait, wait for my next one. The next one, my boy Troilus is coming in. He's really where it's at. And so she keeps, like, being told the next hot dude marching out to battle, and she fawns over them, only to be told later, no, 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 wait. Wait, for, wait, there's more. Wait, there's more. Troilus is coming. So, uh... Troilus doesn't come, and so eventually Pandarus what, like, has to send for him, like, dude, I was going to show you off in the hot train of boys, and he didn't even show up. So but, uh, she, all she got to look at was all the other boys. But eventually, Cress- uh, eventually Troilus does walk by, Cressida gets a chance to see him, and Pandarus is all like, eh? 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 And she's like, And she's like, nah. fuck you, Pandarus. She's like, I, I mean, yes. I, I guess... She's like, she's like, go fuck yourself. She hates, she hates, she hates him yeah. as a matchmaker. Troilus hates him as a matchmaker, but well, he well, still keeps thrusting himself in there because Calchas ran off to the the Greeks. Yeah, and he is trying to marry off his niece, his niece, this extra daughter that he got. So, well, let's forget about Troilus and Cresta for a while. Wait, no, we still have to because because I think I think we need to delve into this this one real quick. Or, or put a pin in it to bring up later. But same same scene, scene two. Uh, after after Cressida sees Troilus, she's like, you know, thinking to herself, oh, he pretty. And, but she decides she's not going to let Troilus know. Because if Troilus knows that she thinks he's fucking hot, then, he then Troilus will cease to desire her. Yes, and I think there's also, and this might just be my utter hatred of Pandarus, 
But I think there's also she doesn't want to admit it to him. Well, that, like, I, she's I, not. I, yeah. She's not going to be like, yeah, yeah, your boy is pretty hot. No, and I, I, yeah, I, I I can agree with that too. But I think that's something important for us to jump back to about how definitely. Because like, yeah. to me, to me, it, like it really bothers me that she's like, well, if I tell him that I think oh. he's attractive, he's no longer going to like me. It's like it's like in Act Three, she goes on and on and on about why she didn't tell him right away, like before they bang. Yeah, she goes on and on about. But it. I think it's important to get to that right, you know, like right now when it first happens. She's like, "Oh yeah, he's pretty, but if I tell him he's pretty, he won't like me. He will rule over her." Is her thing like that? She, he'll have the power. That that concept that comes up often of whoever loves most suffers most, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Cressida really says it. Often, even though I feel like throughout the play, Cresta is not the one who loves the most. No, 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 like, no, no, no. We'll, we'll get to that. But I think she's looking for a way to maintain some control of the situation. And by withholding her admittance that she's in love, she does get to control for the time being. Or at least, or at least that she's smitten with the look of him. So, yes. And that control, the control that the women in this play have is so slight that it is something I want to go into because oh, there are, I think we really need to sure. talk about it because it's next to nothing it is next to nothing but the power they do have they do leverage yes well, um, try try to try well to. they try to they try to leverage but they are also such chattel and it I'm trying to think of a play in which the women the female characters are more chattel than in this one where they are literally given to the other side like oh oh they, they, but, have, they have things to say, but nobody gives a fuck about it. Yeah. Well, and so we will definitely... Yeah, we'll definitely get to that. So get, let's yeah, keep yeah. moving forward. So, so we're going to go to scene three. So again, like I said, let's just put aside all thoughts of Troilus and Cressida. Yeah, who the fuck are Troilus and Cressida? Let's get to what this play is really about. Which is the... Agamemnon. Agamemnon. Yeah. <laughs> so our great general, Agamemnon, let's not even bring in Menelaus, whose wife was stolen. Because <laughs> they don't even talk about Menelaus. They, it's fucking, they bring it's it, they Agamemnon. talk him, but he doesn't have any stage time. Like, he hurt Paris. Yeah, no, Menelaus is barely in this play, and Menelaus is the dude Helen is barely in this play. Oh, yeah, Helen's in a couple scenes, Menelaus is in a couple scenes, but it's mostly... Honestly, like, every time you go to the Greeks, it's Agamemnon, Ulysses, and Nestor... Yeah, and I'm then convinced. Ajax, Achilles. I have yeah. I have very rarely read a play trying so hard to be about things and yet missing the mark of being about any of them. Because, because this play tries to be about the Trojan War, but it's not because it misses a all of the major events of the Trojan War. Well, it's because it was two different plays that were smashed together. <laughs> this is the Winter's Tale of Greek tragedies, but without any of the without charm. any of the fun. The problem of <laughs> and no, actually, there is fun nice. because my favorite dude in the play eventually shows yes. up. So, most of this play is spent with them trying to talk Achilles into fighting. And so, Act, act well, 1, act, scene, act one three, scene 3 right, is, is all about them talking about, hey, Achilles is still in his tent. Well, Why is Achilles still in his tent? What have you done to get Achilles out of his tent? Have you gone to talk to Achilles? Well, and, and it comes up to, like, the fact that the Trojans have lasted for seven years is a test of Jove to the Greeks. Which is not fucking Zeus's name, but for some reason okay. this was written from a fucking Roman perspective, which pisses me off. Okay, so... Just, Zeus. Zeus is his name, not Jove. So the reason this is written with the Roman names for everything is it's that... It's Latin, yeah. And in the 1600s, 
there was a huge push, actually starting in the 1500s, there was a huge push where grammar changed inside the English language to adapt itself more to Latin. So as the church becomes more... Uh, Anglicized. Well, not even Anglicized, but for the people. Yeah. The, there is kind of this like push of, of Latin out, the push of the Roman culture out. So that's why we're seeing it that way. Which because is, this I know, is a Greek still, story. It still pisses me off that it's the Roman names in a Greek story. And you're going to find that often. I know. I know. It's but the same I, reason why we got Ganymede. Like, Ganymede. Yeah, Ganymede. Yeah. So th- that, that's, that's the... But it, it's frustrating because I prefer the Greek version. You know of what? It is frustrating when your preferences aren't maintained. About oh, I, I understand. Yeah, especially when it's 400 years before you were born. Yeah, I know. I hate that. <laughs> But anyway, so they're pissed off the Trojans have held out this long as a test from the gods. So, you know, they they believe that Zeus is on their side, but well, because they have the right. But if this is a test, the fact that they've held out so long is a test to them. They're complaining about the way Achilles and Patroclus are acting because Patroclus and Achilles spend all of their time doing insulting imitations of the other Greek generals. That is kind of funny. I will give you that. And then they're pissed off because not only is it Patroclus and Achilles that are doing this, but Ajax and his jester uh, Thersites... His deformed bastard... His deformed bastard, cowardly jester Thersites, they're doing the same shit. Ajax and Thersites are over there making fun of them as well, and so they're just now fucking pissed. And then Aeneas shows up. Because Aeneas is like, hey guys, I'm here from the Trojans. Uh, Hector wants to challenge your champion. One on one. Single combat. That's usually how these things get resolved. Like, tomorrow. Since we're not actually fighting, fighting. Well, and if you, if you read the Iliad, it's like it's a series of. It's a series of one on one. Many years of. Daily single combat between I'm champions. I'm drinking candy wine. Candy wine? Yeah. I love you. Okay. Um, and so Aeneas is like, and, and Hector, Hector obviously, he knows that Achilles is the guy that he really wants to fight because he wants to prove that Hector of Troy is the equal of this supposed demigod of Greece, Achilles, who can't be killed and everything like that. But Ulysses is like, Odysseus is going, hey, we know he wants to fight Achilles, but Achilles ain't fighting. You know what we might get Achilles to fight? Is if we try to shame him, like, and try to get him to fight, we're going to have a lottery, and we're going to fix it. So that he has to go. We're going to put the fix in. No, we're going to put the fix in, and instead of making Achilles go do it, we're going to have Ajax go. And then we're going to pump up Ajax, and we're like, Ajax is the greatest Greek champion, blah, blah, blah. And they think that this is going to teach Achilles a lesson. Yes, if for some reason, raising up Ajax will make Achilles be like, no, no, I'm the biggest badass. Is that the way dudes work? Apparently in ancient Greece, yeah. If I started over and over talking about how Chase is by far the best beer brewer that we know, that he's clearly the most into Viking history, that he really, like... I'd be really interested in talking to Chase <laughs> about those things. 
that that you you know what Ryan that's great but he really doesn't like he's not even you're not even on his level. I don't. I, I'd like to taste some of the beers that Chase has brewed, if that's the case, because I'm really interested. Because so as as a beer brewer, I, I want so to taste banking, what other they're people banking are on the most toxic of toxic masculine. And oh yes, yeah, yeah no, that, that's exactly it. They're literally banking on the fact that this is going to piss Achilles off, and he's going to get all like, my war boner cannot sustain you emasculating me by putting Ajax above me. Well, nope. that's, nope. what, nope. no, that's, that's what toxic masculinity is. Toxic mascu- masculinity is like... Is that... I think... I'm going to stop. I'm pretty sure that there is a new mascot for toxic masculinity. <laughs> it's the war boner. It's the war boner. Well, because that, no, that's, that's what it is. And that's the only thing I can think of to, to dress the war boner in is a horrible, horrible... Racially insensitive costumes. Well, yeah, because most of the people that are most often suffering from like I think it needs to have a Redskins helmet on, like some feathers and stuff like that, and maybe it calls itself Wahoo. Um, See, that's two. Come on, major sports. Let's get those things out, um, please. Yeah, let's seriously. Let's get rid of that crap. It's fucking 2018. We can get rid of racism in our sports. That's true. So. Um, but yeah, no, uh, but that, that really is, I mean, that's like the epitome of toxic masculinity where it's like, oh yeah, well, your dick's not big enough. And that's, that's, that's exactly what it is. And every guy that fucking can't accept the fact that some other guy might have a bigger dick or that other people might be actually fucking people and that has nothing to do with dicks. That's toxic masculinity (laughs) in a fucking shell. And not everything has to do with dicks, but people that like... Achilles. How many times has he said it now? Yes. But people like Achilles, everything mm-hmm. to them is a, basically about his dick. So, okay. And that's what toxic masculinity is. And if you believe that your validation is based off of your dick, you need to go home and rethink your life. Your balls deep might not be as deep as she thinks it is. <laughs> that's right. Your balls deep might not be as deep as she thinks it is. This right. has been Life Lessons with Ryan, huh? It's true. What's well, toxic masculinity? Somebody, pisses me off. All right, all yeah. right. So moving on, act two, scene one. Guess who's coming in? Guess who comes to play? Thirsties! Thirsties! So Thirsties and Ajax. If you guys can get in your Wayback Machine and go back to the original Power Rangers, which my five-year-old son started watching. Nice. It could be because he watches an episode of the original Power Rangers. And then wants to ninja kick everything? Nah, not James. My, my two-year-old's one who wants to kick everything. Oh, no, no, Michael doesn't want to initiate everything. He just wants to do, like... He wants kata, to make some karate he, chops? He just does kata moves all over the house. And he doesn't hit anything, he's just like... like I'm just doing karate chops. chops. Yeah, so... If you, want, like if you can Roboto. get into your Wayback Machine and go back to the bullies... Oh. Bulk and Skull. Bulk yeah. and Skull. Bulk and Skull. Oh my gosh. The, the, I had to like, look it up, and I've watched that recently. Yeah, the, the, the most well-developed characters in the original Power Rangers. They are. And they, they, honestly, they have, really is. That's they really have true. a good arc. They have yeah. A, they, they I was out. in junior high when that shit came out, so... You gotta watch Dino Charge, because Hyde has a nice one, too. Either way. I, I, I uh, didn't watch anything but the original So, one. Bulk and Skull are, to me, Ajax... And Achilles? No. And... And Thursdays. And Thursdays. Okay, yeah. Okay. So you've got this kind of like. So is Achilles like what Rita Repulsa? <laughs> I've been stuck inside for ten thousand years. No. Make my monsters grow. 
<laughs> and that's how we got the war penis. <laughs> that's where the war boner came from. All right. Uh, that's so, a Power Ranger that, that is a Power Ranger move. But, okay, Th- so you Thirsty Beast is mocking Ajax. Yeah. And Ajax is like, that's really funny. And he tries to, like, keep it going back and forth. So they get this, like, he little banter. But he sucks at it. So eventually he just punches him. He gets pissed <laughs> off and he starts punching Thirstides. So basically, Ajax, we get along well with Orlando and Cleopatra. Yes, yes. Oh. All the punching. I'm going to make I'm the gonna, punching. I'm sorry. I'm going to make your teeth bleed. <laughs> I have used that referencing, and I believe go to quote Shakespeare. I'm going to make, make your teeth, teeth bleed. bleed. I think that needs to be a pen. That does need to make a pen. I, I'm yeah, going to make your teeth bleed. I'm going to make your teeth bleed. Some, some, I, listeners, someday there will be pens. Someday one of them will be, I'm going to make your teeth bleed. And we'll use the Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then so so he starts punching Thersides, and Thersides is like some kind of like nervous, no, nervous laugher. He starts that. making fun of Ajax for punching him, right? Which just makes him punch him more. Which makes him get punched more. Which and then I love Thersides. So in walks. So in this scene where. Dim-witted Ajax is beating up on Thersides. In walks Achilles. And Patroclus. And Patroclus. I'm like, um, what? What are you doing? So, so they walk. Can you in stop and- beating up on that deformed guy. <laughs> and Thersides is like, oh, look at these motherfuckers, and he starts making fun of them. So his brass iron balls. He has he has balls of solid rock, and. He starts making fun of Ajax and Patroclus, but they think he's funny. So they're like, yeah, whatever, okay, this guy's funny, it's, it's okay. Uh, so they they let Achilles know what's going on. And they, they, they tell Ajax about the lottery, yeah. the fixed lottery yeah, to and, a champion. And Achilles is like, this shouldn't be a lottery. It shouldn't be put up like that. He's like, I'm the greatest. I should have, yeah. Achilles is like, I don't want to fight, but they should have chosen me. Like, it shouldn't be a lottery. I clearly should win. I'm the greatest. But I don't want to fight. But I want to win. But I don't want to fight. But I want to win. You can't win if you don't play. Well, it's because his war boner is so big that he has to fight. Make my monster grow. Make my boner grow. <laughs> so We're earning that we... explicit tag tonight. <laughs> That's right. Rita Repulse is throwing her staff at the earth, and Achilles' war boner is growing. <laughs> there are there are 12-year-old... There, there are teenagers or twenty somethings watching this, listening to this, going, Power Rangers. <laughs> mean that weird. Uh, that, that, okay, yeah, I don't, no, I don't, okay, okay, to get the Rita Repulsa references, you got to be like a thirty at, something. <laughs> at the library today, one of my Horizon kids was in, and uh, we've made this rock climbing wall because their theme is library rocks. It's not functional; it's just aesthetic. I got really excited. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to excite you. Um, but it's the handles are books, and we made them by wrapping printed out book covers around DVD cases and cassette tape cases mm-hmm. that we have in the back. And so one of my HYT kids comes in, and he's like nine, and he goes, "Oh, what did you make these out of?" And I thought he was pointing to one of the DVDs, and I said, "That's a DVD case." And he goes, "How do you fit a DVD in that?" And I was like, "Oh no, that's a cassette case." And he goes, "What's a?" I'm not going to finish that question. Mom taught me better than this. Oh, no. oh, 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 shit. The first, the first music I owned in my life was on cassettes. 
Uh, it's just the self-awareness of this child. I have an eight-track player in my garage. I have an eight-track player. Uh, my mom. They moved, so she probably threw it out. Okay, I, I will. I will throw out since Chase hasn't done it. We are at thirty-nine minutes, and we We're are act two, scene act two. two scene Moving two. on. Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> so, eight of those minutes are talking about childbirth. A childbirth. Yes. Uh, birthing of. Children. But anyway, we go back to Troy, and the brothers are all talking, and they're talking about Helen. And, and Hector's like, we need yeah. to give her back. And Paris is like, oh, we shouldn't give her back because they didn't give her aunt back. Yeah, that's because that's why I took her, right? I, I took her because they yeah, took her well, aunt. Yeah, well, yeah, because they, they, they defiled her honor by keeping her aunt. Yeah, so they took her aunt, so I, 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 I Not just because I wanted to use my boner on her. And in this the, scene... This play is all about yeah. boners. Ryan is only allowed to say the word boner 25 times. He is at 18. Let's see how he makes it through the rest of the play. <laughs> boner, boner, boner. Boner, boner, boner. I'm going to say it more than 25 times. <laughs> but According so to your enter, count, that's 25. They enter into this boner. debate. They enter the, into this debate about whether or not Helen should go back, and they spend an entire fucking scene talking about right. it. But, but Cassandra shows up in the middle. And I'm going to talk about this, because like, this, she, is my, this is my namesake. Okay. Um, and this is the only part in this play I want to to play ever because she's in this one scene basically she's in a little bit she shows up she's up once again later but for the most part she shows up in this scene all that she does is bring the plot to pretty much a screeching halt while she runs around like a mad person screaming in people's faces about the city is burning the city is burning completely stealing focus from everything and then she leaves yeah she she literally comes in flips out (laughs) And then goes. And then leaves. And it's just like... So, in my head, they've got her on, like, a stage wheeler. So she's standing still, just screaming, The city is burning! The city is burning! Everything's wrong! You're Chicken being bad! And they're just, like, some stagehand is slowly, like, pulling her across the back of the stage while everybody in the foreground is just like, what? It's That's like fun. Suki and Cat on a Hot Tin Roof walking about, yeah. like, storm's coming. But, yeah, so exactly. Yeah. It's exactly that. But uh, this is this is Cassandra, and the part of her myth is that she was cursed by Apollo so that she would prophesy, but nobody like, would believe her. Yes, and, and Cassandra so she, is one of the children of Priam. Yes, and so she is telling them, She's the don't trust the Greeks, life. this is going to end badly, the city's going to burn, don't bring that horse in here, and nobody listens to her. What Funny horse? enough, Trojan horse never comes up. Not in this play at all. I was going to say, what horse? I didn't see no horse. Tro- Troilus is like, that bitch be crazy. And then Paris is like, wait, hey, you know, like, if you give Helen back to the Greeks, you will hurt my honor. Yeah, that's it. Well, and well, Hector's well, like, so what about your? So, so wait, wait a second. And then, and then Paris turns into Priam. Priam, come on, are we going to admit defeat? If you give back Helen, we just said we lost. Can you, King, lose? And Hector's huh? like, Hector's like, you guys. And he points at Troilus and Paris. And he's like, you guys are immature assholes. And he's like, "This is gonna the right, the right thing to life. do. The right thing to do is to return Helen to her husband." So this play, this. But scene, I guess your honor. <laughs> All night long, it was honor and honor. So, oh, so snap. this this play. Passion blaster. Passion blaster. This play makes me feel like. Uh, very in tune with Hector 
Yeah, so actually, feel, Hector's feel, very sympathetic. Yeah. He's a this very play. so he may be one of the only sympathetic characters in the play because he keeps saying things that are that make sense. That make sense. Um, I mean, okay, I, I but there, Troy, there are there I feel are for Troilus as well because he kind of gets let around by the nose. But there are definitely some times where Hector quits making sense, but those come later in the play, right? And involve like blood sport. Yeah, and involve murder. So, but like, and his war boner. He's gets, like, it, he's like, dude, we need to give this woman back. It's been seven years. I'm bored inside the walls. I'd like to travel. I can't. My wife's stuck here. You want me to raise my family like this? This isn't good for our people. Give her the fuck back. And I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest warrior of Troy. And I have to like every time they trot the Greeks trot some asshole out. I go out. I kill him. I have I to go back. kill him. I go out. I kill him. I come back. So. It's it's basically, baby bro, you are making me work so you can sleep with that woman. You are cuckolding this king. And at this point is where a series, and it will continue throughout the play, every time Helen's name is mentioned, the word slut comes up within like five lines. Yeah, somewhere somewhere near there. Mm-hmm. Yes. She is called a whore. She is called a slut. She is called false, untrue. All of these terrible things. Oh yeah, they they basically every time her name comes up, somebody in the play talks shit about her. And clearly, it's their choice whether to give her back. She right. has no. She was stolen. She, well, she, she has no. Go. She has no agency. She in didn't play. go. She was no. stolen. But we will talk about, about that, that later. later. Oh, so irritating. Move forward. Okay, so we get to finally Act Two, Scene Three. More Thersities. I'm glad you're pleased by him because I love where, where Cassie would like to punch um, Pandarus in the I face. Would. I'm gonna make his would trip Thersides down the stairs. See, and I would put Thersides up against Touchstone. No. Yes. Go. Okay. So cut, equivalent cut. level fools. Touchstone is. What does it say? I'm making teeth bleed. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Uh, sorry to interrupt for a second. Chase created a picture. You know of... what? We need a Facebook page so we can post this kind. We of do. Stuff. We need a Shakespeare Facebook page. Maybe that's yeah. something. I think it's time. Doing. It's time finally to make one of those. Maybe we'll we'll do that. I'm um, not looking at you like you have to do it. Yeah. I'm just looking no, at you. I'll do it. I'll do it. I, I am. I am the marketing coordinator of Lion Face Productions. That's your problem. We do that. That is kind oh, of good. yeah. It is yeah. partially his job. Um, but he made an awesome picture of Cleopatra. With a beautiful quote that says, I'm going to make your teeth bleed. <laughs> Quote Shakespeare. Quote Shakespeare. I'll William make, Shakespeare. I'm going to make your teeth bleed. Um, so, whereas Touchstone is kind, he is um, very generous of spirit, he's outgoing, he's happy, he's like the positive side of the fool. Thirstenius is like the negative side yeah, of the fool. Yeah, Thirstenius reminds me of you. I'm nice! Snap! Nope, not snap. That was just mean. <laughs> you're, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Your mom's fired. Alright, oh, let's Joyce, keep moving, my friends. Okay. Does, Joyce, does Joyce listen? I, I hope you listen, Joyce. Thanks I, I for listening. Sorry about the cussing. So, I'm uh, not. Thursday, he like, shows up, makes fun of Achilles and Patrick. So, let's, let's take a moment, because the beginning of this act, or the beginning of this scene, is him doing what he will do for the majority of the rest of the play. Almost every fight scene included. Where I he love his color commentary. It's it's just, he... If I were to stage this, he would be the one doing the prologue for me. 
And oh, only... you make Thersides the Captain Exposition? He would be the That's only... an interesting choice. I like well, he, that. He's the only person who does a sign through the whole thing. He breaks the fourth wall. There's a few moments where some of the Greeks like make asides about Ajax. But it doesn't have to be. No, yeah. So all of these asides, all of these... And it is... <clears throat> he breaks I, the fourth wall. He's I the hear... Deadpool of this play. But I don't see it as funny. The things he says are mean. Oh, no, they're funny. I don't see them as funny. They just say I'm hurtful and mean. And it's just this kind of, like, spewing it's, of it's anger. It's funny to say hurtful and mean things to people with toxic masculinity. No, it makes me just as bad as they are. Nah. Aw. Peace, Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Achilles and Patroclus show up. Thersides rips into him. Yeah. And then Agamemnon and his crew. Well, first so of all, Thersides did spend, like, a good five minutes. I don't know. Like, a billion years. Ripping on everybody to the audience. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He He's there first. And then he rips on... He either rips on Achilles and Patroclus, and so, then Agamemnon and his crew show up, and, and Achilles goes to pout in his tent. So there is this kind of underlying, um, I don't know, love affair going on here. Between Achilles and Patroclus? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's never explicitly stated, but it is a... I mean, and it's not, it's not, this is not the first time. Oh, no, in, in all, but, a lot of literature that deals with and, the story and, and of it Achilles. it may be this scene with Thersidus that makes me hate him, because he kind of, like, pokes at them and makes some kind of very disparaging homosexual comments, and so that could have been the point where I was that like, could be. Okay, you're, just, and you're I could... just a mean asswipe, so... That could be it. That could be it. I that, just that could be. If I have to pick a reason why I don't like him, it's probably and that's and that's if you follow that interpretation, I could definitely see how some of his remarks. I want to follow that interpretation. No, you know, and I'm not saying that interpretation so, is wrong, and it right. does make Thersides more of an asshole. But I, you know, I, I get where you're coming from. So, yeah, definitely. So again, in this scene, uh, Cassie, would you say there's a whole lot of movement in the plot? In no, the no, no, no. All right, no, because Achilles Slips. goes and pounces in his tent. With and nothing happens. Ajax, so. well, no, it's important that Ajax criticizes Achilles, and while he's doing that, all the other Greek lords are like, oh yeah, Ajax, yeah, oh, Achilles is so prideful. Oh, next scene is one that you don't really like. Here no, comes Pandarus again! Here's your Pandarus. boy, Pandarus. It's Pandarus with Helen in Paris, and he's like, keeps saying, hey, you guys, you're so cute, you're so adorable, I want you to be happy, I want you to be in love, and they're like, great, we're gonna go make out in the corner, and he keeps like, interrupting them, going, oh my gosh, you're so cute, and it's like, stop. Yeah, Forever. He, he wants and, to be involved in everybody. I know. And Paris and Pandarus talk around Helen about Troilus. Right. Yes. Around her. Always around they her. They do. They talk around Helen. And Helen has nothing substantial to say. The only thing she does Absolutely. is ask Pandarus to sing a song, and he sings a love song. That's what happens in that scene. Well, yeah. also, he's like, can you go take off my brother's clothes? He does, I mean, at the end of the play, he's like, mm, Helen, go take off Hector's armor. Yeah. I just thought that was weird. I wanted to make Speaking that of Hector's armor, we'll get to that eventually. Like, she, but yeah, so this is just take, like this, is this weird, hands. awkward scene Yeah, between so then, the three of them. So then it gets, I, I do agree is, with you. Like, enter Pandarus, entered awkward. Oh, yeah. No, he, yeah. he's the awkward dude that's like, hey, guys, you're going to make like, out? Yeah, and it's just creepy Can and unsettling, and I don't like it. So let's talk about the creepiest scene in the entire play then. Okay. Next because that's the next scene. one. Yeah. Yes. So this is the scene 
Where, where Uncle Panderous. Uncle Panderous's magic touchy basement. Yeah, Uncle Touchy's naked puzzle basement. Where he <laughs> You won't wear a shirt and you'll cry. Where he lures he lures Cressida and Troilus together at his house and he shakes them up and makes them make out and have sex in a bed. He's like he brings them together and they make out passionately. Yeah, oh yeah. So And then Troilus like, I have undying love for you. And instead of Cressida answering Pandarus is like, like she loves she you too. Loves you yeah. too. <laughs> he does not let her speak for herself. He eventually, had... Cressida does say, "Yes, I also love you." But Pandarus jumps in there first. Well, and eventually, Cressida is also like, "Go away! Get the fuck out! I don't need your help. You can't put it in there for me." And this is <laughs> this is the moment. Like you, you said that there's there's perhaps things that make you feel sympathetic about Troilus. Yeah. This scene is... This, well, the fact the, that this, he has to deal with Pandarus no, at no, all. No, 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 no. This scene is the reason that Troilus is irredeemable in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Because Troilus is like, I don't trust women to be faithful. I don't trust their fidelity. But I, by nature, am faithful. And Pandarus is fucking Troilus is irredeemable because he's like all women are fucking scum because they can't be trusted. But I let's look let's look at what he's seen in his house. No, but it doesn't matter. You can't have that. It is true. So we're gonna deal with another thing that I hate about toxic masculinity, um, which is not the war booner part. It's the uh, every. It's everybody else's fault. Well. Mm. We, we're not even going to start on the. It's everybody else's fault. Because we get some of that here too. My issue, I think, with the conversation that they have is his whole. If you had these feelings for me, why didn't you tell me from the beginning? And when she outlines all these reasons, his attitude continues to be, "Well, I can't trust you because you didn't come and tell me from." The because beginning. you didn't tell me, you like. Well, because you kept something to yourself. I can't trust that you are. Yeah, seriously, is a piece of shit. See what it sounds like to me is, or what how I read it was, you had these feelings for me and you kept them quiet. You will have these feelings for someone else and you will keep them quiet. Which is which I don't think is any more irredeemable. That's just the assumption that. Okay, but that's still just that, as bad. That, 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 if, yeah. if, you, if you'll sleep with me, you'll sleep with anybody. That that assumption is still just like it's I'm not still, defending yeah. it. That's there just is, how I read it. There is very I don't think flawed it's logic going on. This is a very flawed. It's a problem, especially though. because yeah. because he is faithful by nature. By nature, yes. Well, maybe he is, but not men. No, but he. Well, not people. But he is the the man people in can this. Be? I don't know. Either way. But Pandarus then witnesses then, their vows of undying love to each other. in again. So they've, like, managed to get him out of the way, and they're confessing their love and exchanging, and then all of a sudden he's like, you've made your bargain, go seal it, there's so, the bedroom, go, right. go, go, hey, go, 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 fuck. Okay. And that is why that brings us to the beer. Hold on, I gotta go through a staging real quick. Alright, so here we go. Picture, tight spotlight on the, like, balcony. Troilus, Cressida, they're confessing their love. It's a beautiful moment. Kissy, 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 kissy's happening. And without knowing it, the spotlight gets a little bit broader, and all of a sudden, Pandarus's head just pops up between the two. Like, that's... Is it like one of the, is it like like, one of the puppets from Mr. Rogers? Like, yeah, like... In, like, <laughs> like King Friday? Like... <laughs> Pandarus is King Friday. Because King Friday's creepy as fuck, too. But no, his... That's my Pan- childhood. Pandarus that's still has, creepy. Pandarus has the last speech of this scene... He's pushed them off 
stage. He shows him into the bed. Yeah, and he and he says, "In Cupid grant all tongue-tied maidens here bed chamber pander to provide this gear." It's so creepy. And, and okay, but, also, but this scene because he has the last line in the play too, and it's equally creepy. I know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, get, get, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, this brings us to the beer of the week. Uh, Beth brought Grolsch. It's the all-time best Trojan beer. Beth can't even say that with a straight face. Um, um, they can't see me. They don't know. I said that. Um, but I... Uh, because of this... Look, that is... That I brought a beer called Passion Blaster. But, <laughs> <laughs> because that's what happens here in Act 3, Scene 2. Uh. They fuck. It's fuck time. You know what we should do when we get a Facebook page for the podcast? Yes. Every time we have a podcast, you mm-hmm. should put a poll up for the beers that were brought. Oh, yeah. We should. Have yeah. The oh, listeners. no. No, yeah, you have to actually start trying to figure out how the listeners. Oh, yeah. No, that's a great idea. Listener so, votes for the yeah, beers. Yeah, that's, that's going to be way better than when I'm like, I don't. I don't know if so I'm going to bring 1664. Yeah, I'm going to bring. Hey. This is from New Holland Brewing. They weren't even around when Shakespeare was writing plays, whereas Grolsch was. But it's still Grolsch, which sounds the same way going down as it does coming up. That's my joke. I know, and I hate it. But anyway, Passion Blaster. And it also brings me to my favorite game of the podcast. Have Cassie try some beer. All right, Cassie Greenlee. Try the Passion Blaster. She's been drinking candy wine. I, I don't know what it is, but I hope it's super <laughs> alcoholic. Chase Greenlee no, is the Passion it's Blaster. It's basically juice that is slightly alcoholic. It's Arbemus. Okay, well, I'm going to go well, with that bottle of... What do you got? Kamchatka? <laughs> On the top there? Kamchatka vodka. Okay, oh, so God, it is Kamchatka So, Ryan thinks there's like an 80% chance I'm going to like this. And my husband, who knows my taste a little bit better, says it's 50 50. I, I, I gave her, I gave her, I gave you 70 30. 70 30. Chase, okay. I'm giving you a 50 50. If you do like it, I'm going to make fun of you for like <laughs> a good passion blast. Well, she is married to Chase. She loves a good passion uh, blast. Nope. He's still a Ken doll. No, he's not. He has a beard now. <laughs> so do Kendall's. Okay, you're going to miss the moment of. Right, no, I need to watch this. This is my favorite part. This is my favorite part of everything. <laughs> She's not going to be able to take it. Am I am I like Pandorus right now? You're staring creepy, creepily at you oh, while you so enjoy nice. the passion uh, blaster. Okay. <laughs> I don't hate it as much as I hate other beer. Okay. Oh. Hey. Yay. I might drink like three sips of that before I gave it to somebody else. Three sips is a victory. <laughs> One sip is usually enough to make Cassie run for the... What was that one where she just... like I thought she was going to jump across the table and smash you. Yeah, I know. She was going to kill me that night. Uh, all I right. made her do it twice. That was, I think, part all of right. the problem. So speaking of making people do it twice... The next... <laughs> <laughs> nice! That was way better than your normal segues. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So now we go uh, back to... Well, yeah, 3-3, three, three, we're in the Greek camp. Yeah. And we meet Colchis, who is... Cressida's father. Cressida's father. And so, they are talking... Speaking of trading women like cattle... Also, speaking of things that will lead to peasant uprisings. 
<clears throat> that all happens in this act. So there. But we get more Thersides. <sighs> so well, it's this scene, we're we're still in Act Three. Right. So how about to help make things better for I don't know what? Uh, why don't we trade prisoners? I don't remember what prisoner they got. I don't. They, think that's, they it's, it's, it's a. It's a. They. The Greeks have a guy by the name of Antonor, and they. And Calchas is like, hey, because I quit being with the Trojans, and I'm over here being a loyal Greek now, I would like my daughter to be with me. So, as a favor for my loyal service, why don't you trade this dude Antonor for my daughter? It's actually, this this one is actually the, an instance where he's like, hey, I'd like to have my daughter be with me. Let's trade this random fuckhead for her. As opposed to trading her for the random fuckhead, because this is actually uh, initiated by couches. Right. Which, the way you're making it sound, sounds so justifiable, and it's not. Well, no, it's still questionable. It's still... It's not even questionable. Like, ugh. It's Ew. still trading people for people, but that happens in war. So, you know what we should do? It's, it, yeah, like, if Let's we're going to talk about that... Let's super hot diamonds to go get her. Oh, well, you know, first we have to get through uh, Agamemnon. We have to have the important talk. The talk. About how babies are made? No, between Odysseus and Achilles, about how Achilles is hurting his reputation. Because, oh. like, only the very beginning of the scene deals with the Trojans, and it jumps back to the goddamn Greeks. Well, it's... And Achilles, Achilles and, uh, uh, and Odysseus, Ulysses, have to have the talk. Do you think if we had named this... Achilles and Patroclus, it would have done as well? I think it probably would have been better. Because it's way more about Achilles you know and what? Patroclus. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah? We're going to kill Troilus and Cressida. Sounds good. And we're going to give all of their words and lines, the whole thing, to Achilles as it is. and Patroclus. Wait, but what are we going to do with Achilles and Patroclus' lines then? They can still have them. <laughs> That's going to be even more confusing, Beth. <laughs> It'll still be better than Winter's Tale. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, hey. Shots fired. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I like a Winter's Tale a lot better than this play. I mean, it'll still probably be better than Twelfth Night. Everything's better than the Twelfth Night. Except I don't, for Romeo and Juliet. I don't, I don't agree with that statement. I don't mean well, that. you can not agree all you want, but Twelfth Night is garbage, but Romeo and Juliet is worse. Well, we'll eventually get to Twelfth Night and we can argue it out, as long as it's not just screaming that stupid... No, that was only Romeo and Juliet. Okay. I, I've got that out of my system. But anyway... <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Agamemnon and, and his crew give Achilles shit. Then Ulysses is like, I got this, guys. And he takes Achilles aside. And he's like, we're going to have a conversation now about how you're really ruining your reputation because you're just, like, being a punk and not fighting. And then Patroclus chimes in on Ulysses' side, actually. And is like, hey, Ulysses is right. You're kind of being a punk ass by not fighting. So you came all the way here with your merman. We came all this way. You, you don't want to fight? You brought your merman and you're not even letting them fight. Yeah, nobody's fighting. And then we get more Thersides. Which, actually, every time he shows back up in my notes, there's just a more Thersides with an exclamation point. Because you got so excited about yes, the Yes, because dude. more Thersides was a here-to-be meme. Uh, like, and Achilles... He's like Fifi O'Hara. Achilles wants Ajax to invite Hector to meet him after they fight tomorrow because for some reason 
They're not going to fight to the death. And this isn't, hasn't even been decided yet, but, but it's okay. like Achilles and Hector aren't, or Ajax and Hector aren't going to kill each other. It isn't, There's no way. It isn't even that he's inviting them over. It's let's have a banquet. Yeah. Achilles is like, let's have this, a dinner. This would make me, as a peasant, rise up. We've got <laughs> the head of this army who, and the head of this army who have been embroiled in battle for years. And someone, I believe earlier, said when they're talking about giving Helen back, I think it was Hector, that for every day that Helen has been here, so many Trojans have died and so many Greeks have died just so you can sleep with this woman. But you know, this is but, the first time the Greeks and the Trojans have met up for a feast during the entirety of the Iliad. <laughs> There's been seven years, and you know that, like, this is... This is this is what, a, this ha- has happened. Yeah, I know. This is what passes for civilized warfare back in the day. It's so like, they're getting we're going to fight for a while, but like we, we're bros. But so, we're like, we're going to murder each other during the day, but like every once in a while we're going to get together and be like, hey. It's like the dude. baseball team versus the football team or something stupid like that. It's so, the Jets and the Sharks, except they're, they're not gonna, stabbing each other as much. Yeah, they're getting together at Pops and having dinner. I don't know. They probably stab each other a lot. So <laughs> Well, the Jets and the Sharks actually stab each other way more consistently than the Greeks and the Trojans. It's true. A lot. Okay. So, they're getting together to have dinner. If I was one of their peasants, if the fodder they're throwing at the fight, which after seven years of sieging, I'm guessing it's less fighting and more just hanging out. Because there's a lot. Because at this point, it's literally they're just sending out champions to fight each other. So, they they keep talking about all these empty tents. That's a metaphor they use over and over again for their fallen soldiers. The empty tents. The empty tents. The empty tents. So these are people who have died, and now you're going to sit down and break bread? You're going to have a party? with it. Just stab them in the throat when they're drunk. But War's does, over. It does bring me to one of my favorite parts of kill the Priam, play. Kill Priam. Done. Stab Paris. Over. War's done. This, this drives in, me crazy. This invitation is one of the, my favorite parts of the entire play. Tell me. Why? Because... Achilles is like, alright, I'm gonna ask Ajax to invite Hector over for dinner. We're gonna brunch. And so Patrocles and Thersides decide to act out Achilles inviting or asking Ajax to invite Hector to dinner. So Patrocles is playing Hector and Thersides is playing Ajax, and it's so fucking ridiculous that Achilles goes, Fuck this, I'm gonna write him a letter instead. Fuck this, I'm gonna write him a letter. <laughs> so he oh, writes yeah. a letter to Hector. I'll give you that, it's funny. He writes a letter to Hector to invite him to dinner, as opposed to letting Ajax try to invite him. Alright, so. Because everybody knows that Ajax is not necessarily the brightest. So, uh, next scene. And keeping the through line from the beginning of the last scene. And this is where we're finally starting to get to action. Yeah, I feel like now we've talked enough. Now let's get to some action. So, Dionysus... We've also spent more time on this than we have on a lot. It's because you prepared. You prepared and so you talked more. Also, there was like ten minutes of... Yeah, we didn't talk a lot about postnatal... But anyway, moving on on to Act 4. Yes, finally, Act 4. So, uh, Paris brings... uh, Diomedes. Diomedes. I've said it before. Diomedes in to Troy for the prisoner exchange. Prisoner exchange. Yeah, for so, the exchange of a person. So Diomedes is going to go get Cressida. Yeah. <laughs> and do the swap. And Paris is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How about I send 
Aeneas. You know what? I'll show you the sights real quick. Aeneas, I'm pretty sure my brother's banging Cressida right now. Like, literally, <laughs> this minute, they're fucking. So, could you... He's giving her the passion blaster. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. Oh, save us. So, can you run down there and, like... Fix this. <laughs> Make it so it's less like my brother's. Uh, get Troilus out of the house. Like pull like, him out of Cressida and get him out of the house. Oh, that was gross. I don't know why that was the grossest thing that's come out today. Look, so he run. Aeneas runs ahead, and before he gets to the villa, we, we instead get a really awkward morning after. We're, but no, well, first we have, we, have the, we have the awkward moment between Diomedes and Paris where Diomedes is like, oh yeah, that fucking bitch Helen, what a reason to start a pointless fucking war. And Paris is Straight like, to Paris. Yeah. If you had the chance to look at Hitler and being like, you're a fucktard. Oh no, yeah. You take I, can't, it? I, can't, I can't disagree with Diomedes, but it makes for, that's a really awkward moment. And then we get to scene two, where the awkward moment that you started oh, describing... It's is- like, it's, it, it is reminiscent, honestly, of Romeo and Juliet, only it's not as touching. Their conversation well, about, what- you know, oh, I should leave. No, stay here. But See, I think he, begs, like- he begs her to stay. No, no. Or no, he says he, bye. Troilus yeah, is like, yeah, he's peace. trying to get he's trying to get out. Peace, bitch. And she's like, no, can't you stay a little longer? And he's like, I guess I could. And but then I everybody's favorite panderous walks in the middle of the fucking sex bed and goes, "Hey, you dumb bitch, you slept with this guy. Ha ha ha! You're not a virgin anymore." I I bought a copy of this play secondhand from Grounds for Thought. Um, what was highlighted? Is it already highlighted as painters? Okay. <laughs> because so that would make me laugh so The hard. line, so, I have, I've got a highlighter scribble in the margin, which might just be trying to get the highlighter to work, but I kind of read it as this incredible exclamation point. It's like, so, it's, they're so pissed off. What's highlighted next to it is how go maidenheads, which is an actual question oh. that Pandarus asks upon oh, entering this bedroom. Hey, 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 did you guys fuck? You got to maidenhead. Um, and then Cressida's response is, go hang yourself. Oh, yeah, she's so, she hates him yeah. so much. Um, go. You bring me to do, and then you flout me to, and Panders' next line is, to do what? To do what? Let her say what? What have I brought you to do? And the comment in my, my secondhand script is, tell me the dirty word. Well, because Pandarus, <laughs> she's literally looking at Pandarus like, you brought Tell me... Tell me the dirty word. That's fucking hilarious. That I is know. so fucking funny. What? Because Pandarus is like, ha ha ha, you fucked this guy. And Crescent is like, you brought me here to fuck this guy. <laughs> what, Pa? <laughs> what, Pa? What, uh? No. What, Uncle Pandarus? <laughs> Uncle Pa? But it it drives me crazy because you've got Troilus in the scene before going on about how, you know, I love so ardently but, and I'm so faithful yeah, naturally. Bitch. And she's like, can't you stay a little longer in the morning? He's like, nah, I'm out. And she's like, well, no, hit it. I shouldn't have. He'd rather hit it and quit. Yeah, I wish I wouldn't have. Get, yeah, yeah, she said, and she she's like, that, I wish yeah. I wouldn't have wooed. Hold on, I stole your book. I wish I wouldn't have wooed you so well, and then you would have stayed a little bit longer. And because like, it's reinforcing what she believed before. She's yep. like, if I tell him I like him, he's, he's going to get what he wants, and then he's yep. going to move he's gonna on. He's going to hit it and quit. 
And she'd rather have somebody who'd stay and play. And so he's he's basically now to get the friction on. (laughs) Go hang yourself, you naughty monkey, mocking uncle. Yes. <laughs> I prefer go hang yourself, you naughty monkey. I like that. I like that. I just, better. I just think that anytime somebody uses the word naughty, it automatically makes me giggle. <laughs> that's fair. Oh, you naughty. Uncle. And that's when Aeneas shows up and he's like, uh, he tells Troilus that Cressida uh, is being exchanged, and Troilus so, gets pissed. So Troilus, who couldn't wait a moment to ago get the fuck to out. get out. Is now like, wait, hold on. Is it no, wait? she can't. No, she no can't I love Troy. her. She can't I love her. Troy. I'm in that. I'm like, I, I claim that. It's mine. He's so, like, I gotta meet this guy. I gotta meet this guy who's coming. So forward. just say, say you met me on the way. I came because you met me on the way. Just, uh, just say. And then I'm so Pandarus is like, well, guess what? You're gonna go get exchanged for Antinor. And Cressa's like, the fuck I am. <laughs> Your dad wants you. You gotta she's go. Like, she's like, I have no father. My father deserted. He left. He left. Like, and, I have no father to like, him. Sorry, he wants you back. I can't do anything. You can't stay. And she's like, oh, I guess, fine. I have no choices. My life is nothing but turmoil. So Par- Paris... And then watch Diomedes, and she's a little more like... What's up? Hmm. Okay. So, Troilus and Aeneas, and literally all act, act four, scene three, is literally Paris goes, Troilus... Seriously, go get Cressida out the house. That's Act 4, Scene 3. Alright, Act 4, Scene 4. <laughs> so, one thing we forgot to mention that is important is that when before they banged, they exchanged tokens. No, this is that the tokens is 4-4. Four, four. Is it 4-4? Four, four? Yeah, oh, I thought we're, they did we're it actually before. in the scene. Before. Okay, so, I'm there where they exchange tokens. So, they're going to exchange tokens. He's, Troilus is like, Cressida, I will secretly come see you in the Greek camp. I will and this is where they exchange love tokens, and okay. he rips off his sleeve is it, okay. like a nasty trucker. So she gives him a glove, yes. which I'm like, okay, a glove, fine. That's okay. a token. It's not Victorian hair art, but you know, and he's we like, what we have to do. He's like, I got this sleeve here. Is it literally a sleeve? Yes, he gives her a sleeve off of his. Okay, but his remember, fucking tunic or something—I don't know. But 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 but. So here's what I wanted some explanation on. It's got to be more than just like you—if you took my sleeve, you could not put it on a helmet. Right, but you know, okay, or so, a piece so of you fabric had, you could tie it to. You'd helmet. have had the the undershirts, yeah, and you'd have the tunic over it, and then you would have the fancy sleeves that basically slid on and would tie at the shoulder. Yeah, but and that's so, not in ancient Greece. You would no, have that. No, you have that in Renaissance. Remember, okay, well, remember but, that that's when this is being written. And so anachronistic as it may be. Yeah. As, okay, as far as I'm concerned, he just literally was like, <laughs> I got this tunic. And he reaches up like, he's like, I'm Dak Rambo. And he rips the fucking... <laughs> you, I'm sorry, Dak Rambo? I'm, I'm quoting a different podcast that I listen oh, to. Okay, Dak Rambo. God damn it. Okay, so they... Casey Tony knows what's up. So they exchange sleeves and gloves. And yeah, he rips promises, off his sleeve and gives it to her. Yeah, he promises that he's going to come, I'm going to write you daily. I'll be with you daily. Don't don't lose faith in me. And she's like, I won't. I won't. I won't. He, I won't. And he's I like, won't. I promise. He's like, Jesus, Troyles, I promise. I swear to yeah. you everything. Yeah, but the Greeks are so seductive. That's true. But I've already told you that you're mine. Yeah, this but, is it. but the Greeks are so seductive. I know you. Ju- you literally just said that for the yeah, last. Yeah, but time. my name is Troilus, and all I can say is the Greeks Troilus, are seductive. Troilus, you said the same exact thing. 
for literally three pages of dialogue. Can you shut up and go? But the brains are seductive, Lady. You know what? You, know what? you go hang yourself. Up. I think that sums up one of my biggest issues with this show is that it takes them just so long to say such anything, simple anything, things. Anything, anything. Well, yeah, because we're words. ninety years into this and we're yeah. still yeah. only all right. Act all right. Four. So, so Act Four, Scene Five. five. Oh, Jinx! Yes. Me a coat. Okay. So now we're getting into some of the actual fights. Yeah, right. So yeah. So now, uh, Diamond's everybody. Hector is going off to fight Ajax. Yeah. Everybody goes with him. And and like Cressida comes to the Greeks. The Greeks are all together. They oh, also okay. Okay. So they start smooching her and making fucking sex comments this immediately. Is, like she right. shows up and they're like, "Hey there, girly. Right. Let's so passion this, blast." This is the creepy. Of all of the creepy moments in this play, this one is the most alarming as a woman. Because yes. she is literally passed from man to man. And they all kiss her. Yeah, they all fucking start and, smooching on her and, and they start making sexual she, comments. She, the way Shakespeare writes it, it is clear that she is uncomfortable. It is clear that she's trying to get out of it. And it's clear that she's trying to figure a way around. Because she starts bantering back with some of them to try to make them stop. Yeah. And so this is... Even Ulysses, who I normally like, is a motherfucker in this. No, Ulysses beat a slave with a golden cane in the middle of the Iliad. There's no reason to really love him. I didn't say I loved him. I said normally like. Okay. I didn't, you know. All right. I didn't say he was like a cool dude that he's, I wanted to like... He, he's, not. he's not. He can just fire a bow through a bunch of axes. Anybody can do that. I don't think anybody, but... Cassie could do it. I would love to see that. I will pay Well, if you had that. enough axes, we could. But you need, like, 27. I can get those axes. Okay. <laughs> anyway. anyway, so they're well, passing her around. quickly. They're passing her around. <coughs> they're all kissing her. She eventually is able to escape. Yeah. And as soon as she's gone, they're like, look at that slut. She was kissing everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah cause the first, while, while she's there, they're smooching her and making sexual innuendos. And as soon as she's gone, they're fucking deriding her for the fact that it's, they were... She is as bad as Helen. Yeah. Yeah, no, she yeah. She's as false, as unpure, as unclean, as slutty as Helen. And again, Helen's name comes up. Slutty, yeah. Slutty. And then, and then we have a, another really wonderful stage direction, in my opinion, which is enter all of Troy. All of Troy. <laughs> all of Troy. So everybody comes out to see this fight. Hector and the Trojans. And so... And then Hector's like, hey... I know that Ajax and I are here to have this champion's battle and we're supposed to fight to the death, but I won't kill Ajax. And was like, what? And he goes, well, Ajax is part Trojan, so we're related, so I can't kill him. Yeah. So, like, they fight for a while and then stop. And then they Like, have... that legit, like, like legitimately happens. Yeah. Hector and Ajax fight for a while and then Hector's like, done. And then they decide... To go to the feast. And then it's like, hey, everybody, let's go to the feast. And at said feast, Diomedes... Achilles, well, no, before we even get to the feast, Achilles is like, oh yeah, fuck you, Hector, and they decide to fight tomorrow. Yep, I'm gonna kill you tomorrow. So Diomedes... I'll gladly kill you tomorrow for a cheeseburger today. Thank you, Mr. Whipple. <laughs> so Diomedes... Uh, and Troilus wants to go Hold see on. Calchus. Yeah, Di- Diomedes decides that he and Cressida get to have their own feast. So Diomedes has decided since he went to go get Cressida, Cressida is his. And he starts to flirt. Well, no, you're, you're ahead. You're no, ahead. I'm not. That's you're Act ahead. 4, Scene 5. No, It's act, at the feast. No, act, you're, act 5 is the feast. Oh, right. You're ahead. 
You're ahead. Does anything super important happen in Act Four, Scene Five, though? No. I, so, we already we're on, we're already through Act Four, Scene Five, but she's yeah. skipping it past important stuff in Act Five, Scene One. Okay. Uh, Achilles and Patroclus. Achilles tells Patrick that his plan is to get Hector super fucking wasted at the feast, so that Hector is hung over and Achilles will more easily be able to kick his ass the next day. That happens in five one. Also, but, Queen Hecuba sends over pieces from, like, tries to entice. Yeah, well, because you can't have a fucking party without a god showing up and giving you feast foods. Well, Queen Hecuba's just Priam's wife. So, Queen Hecuba comes... Hecuba's and, also the name of uh, right, the goddess. Right, but it doesn't matter for this, because we're just talking about Priam's wife and Hector's mom, also the mother of uh, Achilles' female lover. So, yes. she sends over bits of like, hey, 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 you, you know, maybe let my son live, maybe i let you have my daughter. Well, and Thersides, well, Thersides shows up with the letter to give to Achilles... Achilles reads it, and he's like, oh, it's from my Trojan girlfriend, reminding me that I'm not supposed to be fighting anybody. Cool. Um, yep, and that's that's that. Woo! All right, so let's go fight people. And then during the banquet, Diomedes leaves. And the best part about this, Diomedes leaves, and so Troilus is like, I'm going to sneak off after him. And Ulysses goes with him. And then Thersides, like, sneaks off behind the two of them. So it's like literally two... Is it like a Scooby-Doo scene? Yeah, it is. It's two guys following Diomedes and one other guy following those two guys. So... In now this, we're in scene two. Yeah, Diomedes uh, is flirting up with Cressida and she's like, no, no, I love another. And he's like... Stop well, tempting me with your seductive Greek ways. How dare you show me thigh? Um... But it, you're, like, you're fine why, turn why, of ankle. Why can't you be with me? Because I love another. Who is it? I will not tell you. Who is I it? Won't I will tell not tell you. you. Who is it? He gave me a sleeve. Give me that sleeve. No, bitch. I will not tell you. Give me the sleeve. No. And Eventually, she gives him the no, sleeve. No, he takes it. No, she gives it to him. She, he convinces her to give him the I sleeve. I thought he took it from her. I thought he ripped it from her hand. But okay, so she gives it to him, and she she. But then she's like. And he's oh like, no! I'm gonna put it on my helmet tomorrow. And she's like, "I'm gonna get up in them guts." And she's like, "I'll meet up with you later." No, she's and then she says, "No, I'm not coming. I'm not coming." No, I'm but she does. Come. She eventually agrees to rendezvous with him. She she takes it all back by the end of the scene. She takes it all back before he walks away. She's agreeing because he's in power in this situation. Oh no, I agree. I'm not saying it's her fault. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm looking. Uh, sorry, from the perspective of Troilus, who's watching this, right. From the shadows with Ulysses. He was already is, expecting her to cheat. And so she's now he's no seen the situation. Yeah. Right. She's in no position to really defend herself. She's lost all control of her life. She's been given to another army. She's just spent the day before being macked on by a bunch of old dudes, passing her around like a piece of furniture. And now she's got this tall dude standing over her, barking at her to tell him who she loves, who's the sleeve from, give me your sleeve, give me this information, give me that information, meet with me. And she's like, fine, 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 I will. Can you just, like, go away? And he's like, are you really going to go? She's like, you know what, no, fuck you, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. And then he keeps coming and coming and coming at her. She's like, fine, 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 fine. Don't leave angry, because if you leave angry, I don't know what happens. Just... I would rather... Meanwhile... I don't care if you leave angry. Thersides is doing color commentary on the whole thing. Right, well... Because he's watching... 
Troilus and Ulysses so here's watch the- Diomedes and Cressida, and he's over there like, so John Madden. Like, Here's where it is hard to read, like, the rest of this play is until the last, Very difficult the last scene is difficult to read and not see. Mm-hmm. Because it, it all happening at... Because your favorite dude is talking off stage this way, and then... Um, Troilus and Ulysses <coughs> are over here talking this way, and then in the center we've got Cressida and Cressida. Yeah, and so if you're just reading it, it looks like just a jumble. Of oh yeah, it's a jumble of it's a like somebody right. threw some shit at the wall. So either way, Troilus makes a huge deal out of nothing, and it's like oh, and then Cressida all laments Cressida because she's been pressured into laments her life, her status, she being laments a woman. laments everything, laments her susceptibility to romance, her all this. And it's not even romance, is that she, like, she's susceptible to being pressured by an asshole into agreeing to go fuck him later. I feel like that puts too much of the active case on things that she is choosing. Oh, no, no, sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. that I know I, you're not, but... I'm, I'm sorry if that was a, the, the, the way, way that yeah. that came across. No, it's, but her lamentation is, she, she's victim-blaming herself. All right, we're going to come back to this. It will, this we will, we will. This is right. a good episode two thing to hit on. Yeah, also, I have to pee, so we're coming to the end. We're about okay, to, I'm yeah, about so to answer you. Troilus is going to kill... Troilus, I'll, I'll do that okay. on this one if we have to. Uh, Troilus is going to kill Diomedes the next day. 3-3, three, three, or 5-3. Five, three. So 5-3 is where we get the women. This is where Andromache, Priam, and Cassandra show back up. We're like, hey, Hector, Hector, you should not go to this fight. We've Don't had go to this. real bad dreams about it. And Hector goes, fuck you, involved. I do what I want! Yeah, pretty much. Actually, yeah. You know what? That just summed up that entire scene. And then at some point, Cassandra goes, fuck you, Apollo, and walks away because... And Troilus, Troilus goes, I'm gonna kill a bunch of dudes. And Pandarus goes, here's a letter from Cressida. And he rips it up instead of reading it. And it's probably Cressida going, hey, I was pressured into this horrible situation. Here's me explaining it. But guess what? Troilus rips it up, and we never find out what the fuck the letter said. But this is the first time... That they have not talked about their issues before just acting. Yes. Which is unusual for Shakespeare and love interests. Mm-hmm. All right. 5-4. Thersides gives color commentary from the fighting. Diomedes and Troilus fight across the stage like they start on one side, other shit is happening, and here comes Troilus and Diomedes fighting each other across the stage. A bunch of fools fighting over whores. Hector challenges Thersides, but Thersides is like, I'm a coward, bro. And he runs off. Well, I'm a bastard and you're a bastard. You wouldn't hit a bastard. Well, no, bastard, this, right? is, this, is, this is Hector challenging oh, Thersides. And he, Thersides looks at Hector and is like, I'm a coward, bro. I gotta go. I gotta go. And he fucking buggers off. So, 5-5. Five, five. Diomedes tells his servant to take Troilus' captured horse to Cressida. Because Diomedes is like, hey, I captured your dude's horse. What are you gonna do about it? What you gonna do? Agamemnon shows up and he's like, All the Trojans are winning! Oh, this sucks so bad! Nestor shows up and he's carrying the corpse of Patroclus. Because somehow, Patroclus was murdered during the fighting. He sends, killed him. I know, but he sends that over to Achilles. Achilles is like, Aw, oh, shit, you Ulysses. Right. Round it up, mermen. We're gonna go find Hector. We're gonna go fucking kill Hector. Ulysses is like, Aw, oh, shit, Achilles is actually gonna fight somebody. All right. So we're still we're still five five. Ajax, Diomedes, and Achilles arrive to start fucking shit up. Five six. Troilus fights Ajax and Diomedes at the same time. 
because he apparently can't get enough his war boner is huge <laughs> and they disappear off stage in the midst of their fighting Achilles and Hector fight Achilles gets tired Hector's like hey man we can take a break bro but Achilles says fuck you you piece of shit and he leaves I'll fight you later Hector fights some random Greek in splendid armor and he's like I'm gonna kill this dude and take his armor 5-7 Achilles says hey Myrmidons let's go fight but hey don't fight like a lot cause I need you guys to save your energy for the part where we ambush and, really, and murder really? we have to like save your energy for when we ambush and murder Hector well we're not supposed to be fighting and then well no he literally tells him save your strength because we have to do some shit in a minute Thersides watches Menelaus and Paris fight and provides color commentary and cheers them on with vulgar remarks. He's an asshole. I love him. The Trojan Margarilon. I don't know. He's a bastard son of Priam and he decides he's going to fight Thersides. And Thersides goes, this is best favorite part. You're a bastard. I'm a bastard. I have glasses. You have glasses. We can't fight each other. And he fucking says, I'm a coward too and runs off. I like that part. <laughs> I think it best describes that character. Hector kills the fancy Greek and starts looting the corpse. Instead of waiting for a save point, he starts putting the fancy new armor on right away. <laughs> That's a bad idea if anybody's <laughs> ever played an MMO. Achilles and the Myrmidon show up while he's trying to put on his new draws and murder him. Achilles decides he's going to drag Hector's corpse around behind his horse. I'm going to tell you that that's ultimately a terrible idea. Yeah, you can't start putting on the new draws until you've made sure you save. No, 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 it's the, it's the dragging Hector around is bad. It's bad mm. idea. Either way, we don't actually even get to that part because the play ends very soon. What happens to Troilus and Cressida? Nobody fucking knows! Do they get back together? The Greeks get together and talk about how if Achilles did kill Hector, that means they won. Does she end up with Diomedes? Troilus says, Hey, Trojans, my family and everybody, Hector's dead, but we should keep fighting tomorrow. Pandarus, Pandarus shows up and is like, Hey, Troilus, man, are we cool? And Troilus goes, Fuck off, you piece of shit. That's the end of the play. Except for everybody's favorite fucking idiot, Pandarus, comes back out and he's like, for the epilogue. And Pandarus goes... He pretty much says, I'm gonna die in a couple months. Pandarus, okay. Pandarus well, goes... i have my disease. Pan- Pandarus goes, oh, being a procurer, matchmaker, matchmaker, is such a... It's a despised position. And then he goes, he looks at all the audience and goes, you motherfuckers are pimps too. He calls the audience pimps. Really? Yes, he does. And asks their sympathy. He asks their sympathy for his venereal diseases. No. He bequeaths on them. No, no. First he he tells them to be sympathetic because he has VD. And then he goes, in two months, I'm going to come back. I'm going to drop my will. I'm going to bequeath my VD to all of you. Scene! And the audience sits there and goes, there was supposed to be a horse in this. Have my gonorrhea. Really? Okay, that's enough of that. I ended this with going, did I, okay, I literally started flipping through, like, like, I was flipping through, uh, my, uh, Shakespeare app today, trying to read the last couple 
scenes really quickly because I'm like, I don't. Did they? Did I miss where they either got together or didn't get together where one of them died? Like, did it happen really quick? No. It's a completely unresolved romance like, line. It's just unresolved. And I think there are unresolved, you know, there there can be unresolved plot lines in Shakespeare across the board, but not when they're the title characters. If well, Troilus character, doesn't die. You like, know he vows happens. to kill Diomedes, and he fails to kill Diomedes. It's Even though they fight multiple times, Diomedes doesn't kill Troilus. Troilus doesn't kill Diomedes. Troilus and Cressida never meet back up again. Yeah, but it's and like, Pandarus says, "Have my gonorrhea, bitches." <laughs> I mean, that's it. I can't even continue after that. I would end the show, but Beth just walked out of the room because <laughs> we're at an hour and a half at this point. Jesus, we went an hour and a half on the beginning of Troilus and Cressida. Well, I mean, it makes sense because it is a. It's actually uh, there's a lot. It's much ado about nothing. There's a lot said, but but nothing nothing, interesting. No, but I mean, no, but I mean, like literally, there's a lot of words said. Yeah, but nothing. But nothing happens. And so, when you're trying to summarize it, you're trying to like find. You have to find the shit. You have to find something like they talk for eight pages, so some of it must be important. And then you get to the end of trying to summarize it and realize that no, none of it was important. I made my most detailed notes for this podcast because it's been so long since I've read this and I've never seen it performed and it's one of the ones that I've only read. And I don't believe that's how Shakespeare should be, but maybe this play should be burnt. (laughs) (laughs) And I would just, I'll, I'll close this out um, with my wonderful script commentator. I, yeah, I want to hear more script commentary. Um, my wonderful script commentator. Uh, first of all, she she identifies the very end of Pandarus' final speeches. This is a funny kind of sonnet about pimps and whores. <laughs> See? See? Pimps! And then, no, her, her, her commentary on the last speech is, A pimp ends the play. Always be pimping. Gotta keep the pink hands strong. Pimping ain't easy, as Pandarus learned. Oh my gosh. Deuces. Alright, so let's tie this off for now. Oh no, yeah, we're definitely tied off. things to talk about. Alright, this has been been Shakespeare episode... 14? 15. 15! Hot damn! Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog! Episode 15, I am Ryan, I'm Phil, and I'm sad I'm here. Oh my god, he keeps talking. (laughs) I'm Beth Roars. I'm Cassie Greenlee. I'm Chase Greenlee. Say goodnight, John Boy. Goodnight, John John Boy! Go fuck yourself. What, Paul? What, Paul?